Community Centered. I'm your host, Debbie O'Hanley, Executive Director of the Hope House, with my co-host and friend, Margie Kyle, founder of Little Spiles, North Carolina. What is putting a smile on your face today, Miss Margie? Well, we had our golf tournament <gasps> yesterday. Okay. We had the Wine Spectacular Saturday night, and... Um, we're, we're just pulling in a lot of money. Yeah, girl, I'm telling you, you are you are abundantly blessed, I like am. we like to say. I am. Tell me about the golf tournament. What happened? Well, you know, we all got there about 8 o'clock, and the weather was gorgeous, mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous. And we were at Northstone. Um, everybody played golf, and as they came in, we had a putting contest. And the head gal at... Um, Levine Children's Hospital. Her husband won the putting green contest. Awesome. So that was kind of fun. And then uh, Sam Shriver stood up with a huge check. And he, Sam is from the Random Acts of Kindness, tour a group of U.S. Coast Guard Academy graduates. And their mission is to help people they don't even know. Oh, wow. And may never, ever meet. They just truly want to help people in need. And they gave us a check for $18,813. And I just want to say that was the most amazing, amazing part of the day. That sounds like a whole lot of smiles to me. It's going to. (laughs) I'm so excited for you. What a blessing. And thank you to them for making hope happen in our community and putting a smile on your face in the face of a lot of little ones who are going to need it. And then we had a spectacular... Yeah, we did. Saturday night at the Wine Spectacular. We were both there. That is the Lake Norman Huntersville Rotary Rotary, Club, sponsored by them. These fine gents, uh, Sam Janes, Dan Mills, Ron Gamilla, some really great, awesome Connie Burroughs, great people. Joshua Doby, the Uh, voice. uh, Who has a radio show (laughs) that I wish I could talk like. Um, uh, Some really just fine people put a whole lot of energy, hard work into making a spectacular spectacular evening that benefits um, not only Little Smiles, but the Hope House Foundation, the Juvenile Diabetes Foundation, and I believe the Lake Norman Health Clinic, and then the Honor Guard. Yes. I think those are the ones. And then there was a woman there towards the end of the evening that talked about some water in Sudan, and they said they were going to help her as well. So these are really kind, compassionate, generous folks. We had Dan Mills on our show a couple weeks ago. Yes. And um, they pulled off, once again, a spectacular evening. I know my husband left there a happy camper (laughs) with some Blanton's bourbon, which I had to have a whole tutorial on as we drove home uh, on one of his uh, auction prizes that he won. But really a great night uh, for great causes. Yes. And um, good to see some hope happening in our community with all the headlines that are out there. I I just... I'm so blown away with the generosity yeah. of people today. Yeah. I, Through everything I agree. that's going on. And I mean, Rotary hasn't, this isn't the first year for us. This is like the 16th year. Wow. So I'm just eternally grateful. And our too. golf tournament's been going on for. 
I think, 14 or 15 years. Incredible. Incredible. The generosity, the hope that we're seeing in our community, the smiles that are being made happen by just generous, compassionate, kind people. So I'm excited about our guest today. I promised. <laughs> Please don't let me go home with a dog I cat. promised <laughs> my husband I would come home empty-handed. We, uh, we, we rescued a, a 96-pound chocolate lab boxer uh, many years ago who he passed away last June. And he, we called him our lamby pie, uh, and um, well, our hearts are still hurting because our animals make such a big impact. Do. Our kids would say, "That's your favorite child." <laughs> I said, "Yes, because he does not know our ATM passcode, so he gets up and he good doesn't status. talk back. He, he, does. he wags his tail. He, all he was day not. Long. Yeah, his, his name was Finn McCool, the gentle giant, and he, um, he, he was not a dog. He was human. Yeah, he truly." was and he was something special so it's going to take us a little while before we get over that but who knows we might someday come back to rescuing but rescue is the way to go for sure with all of these animals well and i took in foster children margie i did not know that about you i had two foster children and the first one was 13 years old when she came wow and um what else don't I know about you? <laughs> I ended up adopting her. For heaven's sakes. And yeah, she just was such a blessing Uh-oh. to our life. Yeah. And then um, we moved. We were in um, California, and we moved back to Canada. We kept going back and forth. And I got a little guy who was the same age as Alex. He was about five when we got him. Aww. And we had him for two years, but... It was truly a blessing, and I'm sure our guest has gone through this. When his parents got their act together, Mm -hmm. got married, and wanted their child back. And it was as much as I hated to get give him back. It was a it was an honor. It was the right thing to do. It just felt so good. Well, I'm I'm curious to find out. I'm gonna have a lot of questions about fostering because I I think I would just fall in love, and have a really yeah have a really hard time giving them up. But like you just said, it was an honor to be able to be a part of their life and give them the kind of like what we do at Hope House, right? Give them the respite. That's right. Give them the relief and give them the hope to go out there and and start a new life, transform their. Life. So doesn't Hope House need a dog? Uh, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> On so many levels. We we have a lot of needy people, needy oh. children and needy women in the house. The last thing we need is an animal that needs us. <laughs> but sometimes on our really worst days, Jen will say to me, can't we just close up shop and foster dogs? Can't we just have this as puppies? So we... Um, we actually uh, do talk about that a lot, too, just because of the healing yes. that, you yeah. know, animals bring to us and especially dogs. So we um, we know what's the right thing to do, for sure. Yeah. Which is, don't let me do it. Right. We love visitors. <laughs> we love animals that can come and visit. That's always a good thing. We um, we have a, a F3 organization uh, in our community of men that come in. Alan Lloyd, if you're listening, he always brings his turtles and snakes and oh all kinds God. of those touchy-feely well, things. Well, you lost me there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. 
I'm always wanting to know when Alan's in the house. Well, we can bring furry friends. Yeah, so yeah. If you want us to come. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're going to have to talk about what that will look like for sure. But, well, sounds like a great weekend. It was. You must be exhausted. I am. I bet you are. <laughs> and it's only Tuesday. Oh, my God. Where did you come up with that? I don't know. I might have been listening to the Justin and Bill hour of their antics early in the morning, and I'm, I think I heard the two yay. So when we come back from break, we are going to be having a very awesome guest with us oh, today. I, I um, just enjoy her tremendously. I think that our listeners are going to be excited. If anybody has any questions for her, they can call 844-STUDIO-4 or 844-788-3464. We'll be happy to answer your questions. It's from the Piedmont animal rescue. I'm sure there are listeners out there that want to know um, how they can get involved, how they can help support them. And um, when you when we come back from our break, I'm trying to do Josh Topai, but it's not working. <laughs> you, you will absolutely... You sure don't look like him. Thank you. You will absolutely be delighted. I can't wait. Awesome. We are back, and we are so excited because we have a very interesting hour for you. But first, if you have a question for our guest or us, please feel free to call in at 844-STUDIO-4. If you would like to be a guest on our show and are doing something in the community that's different, interesting, we also would like to hear from you. I was at a chamber nonprofit meeting a couple years ago, mm -hmm. and I sat down next to Melissa Shoemaker, and I said, what do you do? And she told me what she did, and I said, "That's we just connected because I fostered kids, and you foster dogs. Yes. So tell me how you got into your passion. Well, um, I have loved dogs ever since I was a child. Uh, I was that child that found the stray dog and brought it home and <laughs> promised my dad I wasn't really feeding it, <laughs> but I was. Um, and so just always have had a heart for animals. Uh, I fostered on and off for probably over 20 years. Um, and, you know, when you foster, sometimes you do it for a while and then you take a break. Um, and about, uh, so I was on a break because I had an older dog um, and... And uh, sadly, my older dog passed away. Um, I had another dog that was very sad because the dog passed away. And then sadly, two weeks later, my sister passed away um, very so unexpectedly. Sorry. Yes. Um, so there was just a really sad time for me. And we had talked about this a little before the show about how healing pets are for yes. you. Yes. And so it was just a time where I said, I think I need to get back into fostering. And, and I've shared this with you, Margie, but there's mm -hmm. a wonderful question quote that says, grief is just love with nowhere to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you you shared with me about the loss of your dog. And it's like you have all that love and you feel like you need to give it to something. Mm -hmm. And so my something was fostering again. Um, so I decided to um, look into organizations and I found Piedmont Animal Rescue, uh, which is located in Mooresville, okay. North Carolina. Um, and uh, what I love about Piedmont is it's a completely 100 100% volunteer organization. So we have no paid staff. Everyone's a volunteer. Yeah. 
Um, and it's just a wonderful group of people that all have a passion for animals. And if you see my T-shirt. I love your T-shirt. It's beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Our motto is where animals come first. And that's Mm -hmm. really important to always put the animal first, just Mm -hmm. like when you're fostering children. The children's welfare. I would take children off the street. That's terrible. Absolutely. You know, you just have to. My mother would say, where did this child come from? (laughs) I just brought her home. (laughs) They're here for dinner. Um, But it really is where we put the the focus of the animal. Any dollars we raise, any hours we spend are all for the benefit of the animals. Um, So again, back to my reason for fostering is I felt that um, I wanted to take that kind of unspent love that I had and put it on these these dogs. Um, And a lot of people say, well, how do dogs come into rescue? And there's a million reasons why. Some of them are very legitimate reasons where someone will pass away and there's not someone in the family that will take care of the animal. We get dogs that way. People go into assisted living. Um, There's just a myriad of reasons. Um, But a lot of times it is folks that just don't want their dogs anymore um, for um, sometimes not very legitimate reasons, but someone um, has to take them. And we have local shelters um, familiar with animal shelters. Um, We partner with animal shelters as a rescue. Um, So when dogs are brought to the shelter, um, they only can take the animals they have space for. And it's a sad reality that, mm-hmm. you know, if there's not space for these animals, then they sometimes are euthanized. Yes. So depending yeah. on the, the situation. So if rescues like Piedmont can come help bring those animals out into foster homes and get them adopted, then we free up space, but we also give... But what an, a wonderful an experience. Yeah. If you aren't sure mm-hmm. whether you really want an animal or not... Mm-hmm. Um, and how your kids will treat them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great way to start. It really is. And so from the foster side, it's a wonderful experience because you do a good thing within the community. From the um, animal perspective, it helps us place the animal because we know if they get along with yes. children. We know how they yes. are in a home environment. Yeah. So it's a win-win for the animal and for the, the people to have the experience of um, fostering mm-hmm. and, and helping this animal. And you talked about, um, you know, uh, how it's difficult to give the child up. It's also difficult to give the dog I would think up. so. But you also kind of, I look at myself and talk with other fosters as you're sort of the bridge um, between where they start and where they, they end up. Sure. And the whole goal is to get them into a loving home that will take care mm. of them for the rest of their and lives. Speaking of which, is there like a vetting process if you want to become a foster family? Is there like an interview? Do you, you know, how do you determine what is a foster family? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and back to uh, Piedmont Animal Rescue, we have a website called PiedmontAnimalRescue.com. And on there, there's an application mm-hmm. that you fill out to foster. Um, and it uh, asks a lot about, you know, why you want to foster, um, looking at pets that you have in your home, children you have in your home, what's your home environment right. like. Right. And so, um, it, you know, it's probably maybe a two or three page application. It doesn't take more than maybe 15, 20 minutes to fill out. Um, but we want to know about you and your family. Uh, and then we also do a vet check. So we'll call to be certain that okay. you take care of your current pets, making sure they're spayed and neutered and that they're on 
monthly preventatives, that you take good care of them, right. that they sleep inside, not outside, you know, that type of thing. So we look at the application, um, and then uh, I actually do the foster coordination along with our dog coordinator and, and other volunteers, but I kind of head that that piece of That's it. It's got to be very um, rewarding. It is. And so you uh, then I would reach out to the potential foster, whether it's you or you, and say, you know, let's talk about your application, and I get to know the person over the phone, and then we try to get an idea of, like, I have little dogs, so I don't necessarily want to foster big dogs because I don't have a big yard. Some people love big dogs. Yeah. Um, currently, we'll talk about this, but I'm fostering puppies. A lot of people love puppies. A lot of people are like, I don't want puppies. So I try <laughs> to get a feel for the right fit for the foster family sure. so they have a good experience and get the dog that will fit best with their family. Um, and, of course, if we know a lot about the dog, then it's easier to put that dog That's into right. a family with children. If we're not sure, we're not going to put a dog into a home, you know, and we do not take aggressive dogs. Um, we temper test them, whether through the shelter or through us. Um, so we want to make sure that it's a positive experience for the family and for the animal itself. So. Now, do you just do dogs or do cats? We do cats as well. Bunnies? Um, bunnies, um, oh. horses. We. Uh, I know you may Mentioned the reptiles, we have some oh, no. some of those sometimes. No, yes. thank you. <laughs> but, yeah. but our main focus are cats and dogs. Um, and uh, I actually am involved on the dog kind of canine side of things. We do have a wonderful ca- uh, cat coordinator that coordinates okay. all of the cat fosters because cats and dogs you know kind of have different needs and different setups and that sort of thing. And so um, she heads that up. And then um, we have a dog coordinator. Uh, and then I work in conjunction with her to help um, you know, place the dogs in yeah. the foster home. So, so how many are you currently fostering? Uh, right now we have about 60 dogs in foster. 60? And we uh, were just recently as high as 80. Oh my um, gosh. And so that's sort of in my, I've been volunteering with Piedmont for a little over two years. Um, and um, so in that time period, 80 is about the highest I've seen. Um, but it's because there is such a need in the community. Um, just to give an idea, we started tracking our owner surrender requests. That's when people ask us to take their dog. Uh, we started having them fill out a form on August 1st because we weren't really tracking it. We were just kind of taking what we could. Mm. Um, we had 140 owner surrender requests since August 1st, and that's the people that went through the process to fill out the request to take their animal. Wow. So you just kind of understand that doesn't count the shelter, um, you know, and everyone's just overflowing right now. So there's just such a need um, to really help these animals. Mm-hmm. So the more fosters we can get, the more animals we can How bring How long in. do you usually foster an animal? It really depends. Um, uh, obviously, uh, once a, a dog is vetted, um, meaning they've been spayed and neutered and have everything uh, where they're ready to be adopted. Okay. Um, it, if you kind of think about like a younger, smaller dog is probably going to get adopted a little quicker than an older, larger dog. Um, puppies generally go pretty quickly because everybody's looking for a puppy. Um, but I would say from the time we get a dog until the time of foster, probably a couple weeks. Um, and the longest would be maybe a couple months. Um, so it's not a very long um, okay. process. And because all of our dogs are in foster care, which is Interesting, we don't have a facility. We have an office where we meet, um, but we have to, if we have a dog, they have to be in in someone's home. So if you go on vacation and you're a foster, I have to find 
someone to cover you okay. while you go on vacation, if that makes sense. Yes. So there's some some coordination with that. So it's not like you get a dog and you have to have that dog and figure out what to do with it. We'll help you, you know, yeah. uh, if you have family obligations yeah. or things like that. Um, but, um, you know, on average, a couple weeks, um, you know, maybe to a month um, is... And that way you don't get that attached that yes. you're yes. really torn apart when you have to get... Yeah, exactly. Well, well, do you ever have that where a foster family adopts? Yes. In fact, that's a great question. Um, Fosters have first opportunity to adopt the dog. Yeah. And so before we uh, approve an application that's, uh, say, your dog is uh, available for adoption, um, you express the interest. And we just say before we approve an application, you need to let us know. Um, And generally, uh, fosters will tell me, I really am getting attached to this. So if we get an application that looks good, because we do a similar thing on the application side where we vet the applications, um, then we would reach out to the foster and say, okay, before we tell this person they're approved to adopt your dog or to come meet to potentially adopt, do you want to adopt them? And they have the first uh, right to do that. Lovely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely lovely. Well, we're going to go to commercial break here shortly, but when we come back, we will have more questions on why should I foster? All right. Uh, and if you have any questions, like Margie said, you can call the studio, 844-STUDIO-4. I'm sure we would be delighted to take your call and yes. answer any questions you might have as you're thinking, do I want to do this? Mm-hmm. How, you how do. do I? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so um, when we come back, you're listening to Community Centered, and I'm your host, Debbie O'Henley, with my friend and co-host, Margie Kyle of Little Smiles. <laughs> There you go. Welcome back. You're listening to Community Centered, and I'm your host, Debbie O'Hanley, with my friend, Margie Kyle. We are streaming live on WSICnews.com and all of your social media, Facebook, Twitter, X, LinkedIn, all that good stuff you can find and listen uh, to what we're doing. And if you missed today's show, you can always come back and listen to it on WSICnews.com. So, now that we've come back from our little break, we were talking at the break about volunteer opportunities or what that means to be a volunteer with the Piedmont Animal Rescue. So, Melissa, can take it away. Well, obviously, we're talking about fostering, and we need fosters. But a lot of folks say, we really want to volunteer, not just they can't maybe foster at this time. So we do need volunteers as well. And on that same website I had mentioned, the PiedmontAnimalRescue.com, right. it's actually a volunteer tab that you go to to fill out the adoption application but for dogs, but then there's also just a general volunteer. Perfect. Um, so if you're not so sure about fostering, we have various events we need help with um, and just a myriad of things that um, we don't have an actual facility, as I mentioned, so we don't have dogs to take care of there, but we have various needs for events and, and helping yeah. fosters out. Um, I and, know that um, when I was fostering kids, mm-hmm. 
the first thing that came to me was, was there any financial assistance? Right. Yep. Because getting a 13-year-old girl, mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know what I was in for. And that's so, a great question. Yeah. Um, as a foster, we provide everything to the okay. foster family that they need. Um, we provide a crate if they need a crate. We provide um, toys, food, all of the vet care is covered. Okay. We, we talked about in the uh, last segment about um, you know having the, uh, the dog vetted. Um, being spayed and neutered, making sure they have all their shots, et cetera. Um, and just to be clear, all the dogs will have all their shots before they come into the home. We don't put a dog that doesn't have a rabies vaccination right. or all that. Yeah. So their initial shots are taken care of, but ongoing um, care that they need. Um, and so the foster, uh, we coordinate the spay and neuter appointment uh, at vets that we use. So the foster will take them to that appointment, but they bill us. It's not, there's no financial obligation okay. to the foster. So, and that's important yeah. if somebody's looking forward and really wants to foster, mm-hmm. but financially can't take the burden right now. Mm-hmm. And you and know. you mentioned, you know, hope and uh, or just time and love mm-hmm. yeah. is really what, what they need. Yes. Um, so it's really providing them, as we talked about that bridge, you're just giving you're them You're sounding hug. more and more convincing, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> Have I convinced you yet? <laughs> We've still got a little more time. I think so. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Should we look at a puppy? Yes. And so I'd love to share with you. Uh, I, in, in addition to uh, coordinating uh, fosters, I actually foster. And one of my, um, currently I'm fostering a mama dog uh, who actually was heartworm positive. Um, She has been treated. Uh, She's about, we guess, around two years old. She was um, dropped at a local shelter. So they reached out to us because she had four the four-day-old puppies. I got them when they were five days old. Oh, so um, so she has four little baby puppies. Um, and obviously, if a dog like Mama in the shelter with four little puppies, it's not going to be the best environment. So, mm-hmm. so these they, are the puppies. Yeah, these oh, are the puppies. Oh, my God. Yep. And, um, and we like to have a little fun with them, so I've named them the Spice Litter. So Mama is Sriracha. We have Basil, Saffron, Clove, Pepper, um, uh, and... Uh, did I get them all? Saffron. <laughs> yeah. So, so cute. Uh, and we've had all kinds. My very first uh, litter of puppies that was actually born at my house, the mama was that named. That could be turmeric. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's actually basil. But uh, was uh, named Princess. So we named all of the puppies after uh, Disney princesses and princes and all. And uh, so that was my first experience with that. And oh, you it must was be wonderful. having a ball so, with all these little puppies. It is great. And I do foster dogs as well. Um, and so when you talked about the foster uh, having the first option to um, adopt a dog. Right. Um, we uh, we talked about how we get dogs sometimes. Um, and one of the things that um, happens a lot in our community um, and really a lot more rural areas are like hoarding where mm. people have multiple, you know, 20, 30, 40 dogs on their property. Oh, my gosh. Um, no, that's more than I could handle. And so mm. animal control will come because you can't have that many dogs and they're not generally getting the care they need. Well, there was a little dog that came from a hoarding situation. Uh, he was not my foster. He was someone else's. But I vacation fostered him while they were on vacation. I kind of filled in for them. And his name was Piglet. And he came to... <laughs> 
Um, and he came with that name. And um, you'll see why in a second. But he um, came to us uh, with the mange. He had heartworms. He was just a really, really sad case. And we see some sad cases. We got the cute puppies, but we also see the piglets of the world. And um, Piglet stole my heart uh, when he came to my house. He smelled terrible. He looked terrible. Um, is this Piglet? This is Piglet. And okay. so we have a before and after. Um, this is Piglet um, about two years ago. And I adopted Piglet, and this is Piglet today. So you can see <laughs> the little happy happier. smile, the ears down. He was really in a lot. You can see yeah. his swollen face, but he's been treated, and his hair will never grow back. This little guy is only four years old. He looks much older, but he had a really rough start. Bless but him. he has a really good life now. <laughs> so so that's a, he was my foster fail. Um, but I have probably fostered, gosh, at least 30, 40 dogs in the last Last two years with, really? with Piedmont, um, because a lot of it's litters of puppies. Yeah. Um, but the volunteer and foster network that we have is just unbelievable. And we really try to, uh, using the cliche, foster a, a spirit of um, working together, mm-hmm. too, so fosters help other fosters out. Yeah. And I know that happens with children, too. It does. You know, where you need that support. If you've never fostered a puppy, what do I do, you know? Yeah. And so we actually have a, um, a private foster Facebook page where people can ask questions. I can hook up a foster um, if it's a first-time you know, with a more experienced foster, if they have some questions, they can reach out to me. So we really want to support our foster community because that's the only way that we can save the animals that's right. to have the foster. That's so right. I, I might put you on the spot with sure. this question, Melissa, so feel free to pass on it. But oh, sure. um, a lot of times what we see when we're screening folks who are living homeless, they mm-hmm. have an animal mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. And in believe it or not, every case that I've interviewed someone with a dog will not give up the dog. Mm-hmm. The dog. This is that hope and healing piece we mm-hmm. talk about, right? And right. How, uh, how restoring that is. But has there ever, or would you ever consider an opportunity if we're taking a homeless person in for six months at the Hope House, mm-hmm. having that animal fostered mm-hmm. while they're in there, while they get back up on their feet and then being reunited with the animal mm-hmm. during the end of that six months? Yeah, unfortunately, we're not in a position to do that mm-hmm. because... If we did that, then we would have that foster tied up so we can't. Our mission is really to help dogs transition to a permanent home. Right. Um, I can see where a need is there. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it, if a foster is tied up for six months, in six months, as I mentioned, say it's an average of a month, they could bring, you know, six dogs out of a shelter as opposed, and those dogs transition to a home. Right. Um, Now, we do provide help in the, if someone comes to us and they're trying to keep their dog, Mm -hmm. um, then we can provide resources to them, maybe give some uh, guidance to them on how they may be able to keep their dogs. Um, In fact, some other local charities have given me some good ideas. Um, uh, I don't, I guess I can mention like, uh, like Feed and see said to me, well, gosh, if you have somebody that comes to you and they can't keep their dog, but if we can help them with groceries and we can help offset some cost, um, maybe we can provide some uh, dog food assistance or things like that then maybe that person can keep that dog yeah. as opposed to, because um, kind of ho- helping the whole family. That's right. Absolutely. Not just yeah. 
the dog because that way if the family is a little stronger financially and is getting some assistance, then maybe they can keep their animal. Absolutely. Well, when we come back, we're going to go to one. This is flying by today. (laughs) I I, I don't know if it's the puppies or what, but it's really amazing. because we're having a hard time not taking one. I know. I got a whole car full of dogs. I only have 15 more minutes to say no, but you can call the studio at 844-STUDIO-4 or 844-788-3464. She's breaking me down, people. (laughs) Melissa. When we come back, we're listening to Melissa with Piedmont Animal Rescue and my friend Margie trying to put a smile on your face. (laughs) Welcome back. You're listening to Community Centered with Debbie O'Hanley and Margie Kyle, and we are listening to Melissa with Piedmont Animal Rescue, and I have not signed any paperwork as of this moment But your husband would be relieved if you said you're just fostering a dog. He's in Chicago, and when he comes home, <laughs> he would not be a happy camper. But honestly, it is... You could it cross is a, it. When's he coming back? Friday. Well, you've got time. <laughs> she, uh, she knows where to go to fill out the application. I do. I know how to go to... PiedmontAnimalRescue.com yes, and fill out that either volunteer application or um, uh, adopt so or foster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was just thinking at Hope House, we get so many people that want to volunteer and sometimes at currently we don't have a need if there isn't kids yeah. to tutor or do whatever. I could always say, listen, if you're looking to do something in our community that will make hope happen, contact these folks. You so know, that's what I I'm going to be saying. I think that would be wonderful for children to yes. do too. Absolutely. And we teenagers. Um, and we yeah. can have children volunteer, um, but under 16 they have to have a parent mm-hmm. with them. Okay. Over 16 they can volunteer at events and okay. things on yeah. their own. Which I so think is a important. great way to mm-hmm. introduce them into what it takes to have an animal. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, we kind of talked uh, again, too, about your why, mm-hmm. you know, you foster. Um, I've shared my why and, um, you know, it, it's important to me. I think the biggest thing is, you know, everybody says, oh, it's so wonderful that you foster. And I said, yeah, but these dogs give me back mm. probably yeah. more, you know, on my yeah. days where I'm stressed and I can go in and just snuggle a little puppy and also get the joy of having puppies, but not have to be their full time right. caregiver, <laughs> yeah. knowing they're going on to someone else. I mean, kind of like a grandparent or sure, an aunt or sure. something. Um, you kind of get a good the, way to put the, it. the joy yeah. of it. But then <laughs> Go you, see mommy. Yeah, but then they, they get a, a permanent home somewhere else. And we do have a lot of families that are at a point, um, like I'll give an example, uh, of one of our newest fosters, they lost their dog and their children really want a dog, but they're not really ready for a dog, but they've fostered two dogs with us. So the children get the also volunteer experience of doing good, but they're feeling that need of having a dog. And I know this family, when they find the right dog at the right time, they probably will adopt, but that's not their, their purpose right now. That's right. Is to help their children um, have a pet, take care of a pet. And then when that right dog comes along, as we mentioned, as a foster, they would have the first right to actually adopt. I I think that's a marvelous opportunity for Justin and Demi to think about (laughs) adopting one of these little baby basil or pepper. I think that would be a wonderful opportunity. 
He's oh, just going to come well through, through the, the door. door. <laughs> and I'll tell you, and that's a great little uh, segue as well, is, you know, we share these beautiful puppies. Um, as of Thursday, these puppies and mama <laughs> will be will be getting spayed and neutered. Yeah. So they will be available at the same website, PiedmontAnimalRescue.com, the Adopt tab. We have all of our adoptable animals, cats, dogs. So they're not on there right now, but they will be on within the next few days because once they're spayed and neutered, then we will take applications for them. So there's also the adopt piece. You know, we have the foster, so you but could the go ultimate on your goal. website and actually see the animals. Yes, mm-hmm. okay. we have on our website. As we mentioned, we have a volunteer button, okay. but then you click on adopt, and you'll see all of the current adoptables. Okay. But I say keep going back because these guys oh, aren't changes. on there today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they'll be on That's there right. in a couple days. Yeah. Sounds like you, um, with all the expenses that you pay and the financial assistance, how do you raise money? Well, we have wonderful. The community of donors, as you have mentioned, just yeah. generous people in the community. Um, we have a lot of uh, events throughout the year. In fact, uh, we have two events coming up. Um, one, um, uh, if you're familiar with Chickadee Hill Farms in Troutman, they do a Christmas tree festival. That's the day after Thanksgiving, November 24th, and it goes through the following Saturday. Okay. Um, and so um, a portion of the proceeds that they have will come to from the event will come to Piedmont. Um, we have uh, in January, we have a casino night coming up um, and it's called Wags to Riches. Um, <laughs> and so we're excited Very about clever. that. We just had an event two weeks ago called Food Brew and Rescue at the Iredell County Fairgrounds. Um, but the biggest support that we get are from, as we mentioned, we've got foster opportunities, volunteer opportunities. Some people can't do those, but they want to donate. They want to yes. help the mission yeah. that we're doing. Um, we have a lot of monthly um, supporters. Um, we have over 40,000 followers on our social media. And so we always say if everybody gave $1 per oh, month, yeah. it would just it'd be huge. And, yes. you know, we put out on our, um, and that's another thing to mention, our, our social media sites, um, Piedmont Animal Rescue on Facebook and okay. Instagram. Okay. Because we post these dogs and cats. Oh, dear. We post, ado- <laughs> <laughs> we post adoption stories. So you get to oh, see them oh. from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, but we all also put out our various events on our social media and we have wonderful folks that share well there's um, obviously such a need for what you're doing there is mm-hmm. there really is and so again you know, every dollar helps us and every dollar goes straight yeah. straight to the animals and i think so. what happened too was with covid people rushed out to fill that void and mm-hmm. get they got an animal mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden their life got crazy again yeah, and absolutely. they don't Oh, they went back to work, or, or their they kids went, went back yeah. to school, yeah. and then the dog was alone. And, but you know, yeah. interesting, that is a good point, but we also see, I think with the shift, so many people still do work from home, mm-hmm. um, and so that's an excellent opportunity to foster, um, to plug my foster again, but it is true because you're working from home, so okay. you have a pet. Yeah. Um, so there is that side of it, which okay. is kind of why we may get some dogs, but there's still a lot of people, I think now, are still working from home or have flexible work schedules, mm-hmm. um, so that's a great opportunity to to foster as well. Absolutely. My gosh, I've learned a lot. How about you, Margie? I did. I know. And I feel good. And I haven't said yes yet, so I'm so happy. But that's okay. We're not done. (laughs) 
even, even when, when the program was over. Even when the program was over, we're not done. I don't see any application in her purse, Margie. So I think we're good for right now. It's the last time I'm sitting next to her at the Rotary meeting. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, uh, we we hope that this uh, station that we have here with the, at WSIC can provide hope and healing to folks and put a smile back in your life. And just talking to you today, Melissa, has been a delight. Yeah. I feel well, very yeah. hopeful. I, I know that I've smiled a lot. I feel really great about what you're doing in our community and the generosity, again, that we're, we're yeah. seeing, you know, when there's so many negative things we could be talking about, talking about good stuff here, people. And if there is a need that you need fulfilled or you need something to love on or feel like you want to <laughs> volunteer or foster, you can always call 844-788-3464. We will get you in touch with Melissa and her fabulous organization. Absolutely. Um those little babies, those little puppies are so stinking cute, but yes. they look so tiny. How big are they? They are. Um, they range from about three pounds to a, right, right under five pounds. So they're small. Mama is only about 10 pounds. So they're they're little tiny puppies. Yes, Aww. they are. Um, but they're just, like I said, just five of the dogs that we had available. As I mentioned, we've got about 60 dogs in foster um, currently. Not all of them are available for adoption, but again, they will come available. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and one thing to just touch on real quick um, that I was talking with some of your folks prior is so many people think in rescue, um, oh, I'll just get a mutt and rescue and there's nothing wrong with a mutt. I, I have one. Love them. <laughs> uh, I think they're the best dogs, but certain people really want a specific breed yes. and understand that they we see every dog through rescue. We see doodles. We see Rottweilers. We see... Um, well, especially if they have special needs. Cocker like Spaniels. Allergies. We see, yeah, we see all types of dogs, just purebred yeah. dogs um, that someone got, and now they don't have time for it. It was a puppy, and we didn't realize it was going to be a big dog, or sometimes they're Family situation changes, they divorce, um, jobs change, things happen. Yeah. And so um, we end up with all types of dogs in, in rescue. And again, I think um, whatever you're looking for, whether it's at Piedmont Animal Rescue or another rescue organization, we're so supportive of the rescue community because there is such a need yeah. for, for animals yeah. um, to find their forever home. Yeah. So. If someone had some things, let's say their animal passed away and they had items that they wanted to donate, yes. is that something that you would take? Yes, that's a great question. Um, we, we talked about monetary donations, but we are very accepting of food donations. A lot of times dogs are on prescription food, older dogs, um, but they, when their dog passes, they don't know what to do with or it. even if they've grown out of their crate. They've grown out of their crate or um, for a myriad of reasons. Um, and so, yes, absolutely. Um, and just uh, you know, we mentioned our website, but we're located in Mooresville at um, 228 East Waterland Road, um, close to where Lake Norman Regional Hospital is. Yes. Um, so we do have an office there, and we accept donations. We have a covered porch. In fact, we had a wonderful Girl Scout that built us a, a big donation box for one of her projects is right out front. Okay. So if it's smaller items, they can go into that donation Great. box. If not, larger items as big as crates can go on our front porch. Okay. Um, a lot, we do have an Amazon wish list, so we put that on our um, on our f- social media pages. So sometimes people want to, you know, say buy a bag of food or a couple bags of food, yeah. and they can be shipped directly to us, and that helps us 
um, you know, support these animals That's great. as well. So, Wonderful. Well, it's a win-win know. situation. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think back to the, the why is you've got such a great opportunity to help animals, but you get so much back. <laughs> but when you see that animal with that new family that maybe lost an an, lost their dog and they're sad or their children are just so excited. You saw that, that dog come in and then you see that transition kind of like my piglet yeah. and you see that happiness on the backside makes it all worthwhile. Oh, it comes full yeah, circle. It, it, it really does. does. Melissa, you have been a delight today. I want to thank you for what yeah. you do for our animal friends and for our people friends in the community. It really seems like you are fitting and fulfilling a need that we have in our community to make hope happen. You've put a smile on my face. I see my okay. friend Margie smiling. <laughs> Good. Neither one of us signed anything. Bill hasn't signed anything. Oh, His hands are gone on the website. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bill's hands are in his pocket, so we're, we're good so far. But I just think that there is somebody listening today, I know for sure, that is going to be calling you and so. saying they want to either be a volunteer or um, adopt or foster. Yes. Melissa with Piedmont Animal Rescue. Call her. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Have a great week. Thank you. Thank you. The new 105.9, 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.